my name is Jenny Kwong for ArtsLink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary on Treaty 7 lands and Métis Region 3. Today I'm speaking with filmmakers and actors part of the Calgary International Film Festival just this past week. First is Zoe Lee Hopkins with the film Run Woman Run about a Six Nations marathon runner out in Ontario. Also in the episode, you'll hear from Lorisa Tronco and Daniel Doheny from the film Drink Water. Shot in Penticton, BC, it also has Eric McCormick from the sitcom Will and Grace. Also, you'll hear from local filmmaker Asim Overstand about his short film Mean Hakim, which is about a Calgary mixed martial artist. Today I'm with Zoe Lee Hopkins, a filmmaker for the film Run, Woman, Run. So welcome, Zoe. Hi, thanks for having me. And I guess uh, tell me a bit about yourself and how you got into filmmaking. So I started making films, um, my first film I made in 2004, and prior to that I was an actor, or rather I was trying to be an actor, <laughs> and I got really tired of uh, the roles that were being offered at the time for someone who looks like me. And I'm a, I'm a brown-skinned Indigenous woman, and at the time there really was not a lot of roles for someone like me. So. I um, decided to work on the other side of the camera and I got a degree in film and I um, eventually worked my way into convincing myself <laughs> that I was a good enough writer um, to become a screenwriter and director and I started making my own films. Um, so I made a bunch of shorts and, and now here I am with my second feature film. All right. I guess tell me about your film, Run, Woman, Run. How did it start? Um, I wrote one Run Woman Run to kind of be like an anti-rom-com because I wanted there to be a film about a woman who finds self-love, romantic kind. A lot of uh, rom-coms that are about sort of a woman's like transformation or um, coming of age sort of in, in adulthood are, are about physical transformation and sort of superficial stuff and I wanted this one to be more about like um, you know her finding her self-love and like reconnecting with her spiritual self and with the true sort of best life that she used to have. And I guess, um, I guess tell me about who is Beck, who is she? So Beck is a um, Beck is a single mom, and she's from Six Nations, uh, which is where the movie is set. And so she's a Mohawk woman and a single mom, and she has come away from her desire to learn her language, and and she fell away from her dream of doing that by um, really getting stuck in grief over the loss of her mom. And so she, it's about her journey to find her way back to that path she was on. And she's played by Dakota, um, Dakota Ray Hebert, who is just like a really amazing find. I, um, 
I did a big search. Uh, a lot of casting work was done to to play to find the right woman to play back, and Dakota was the girl. And it took a while to find her. She um, she's a comedian, and I actually found her on Facebook by just looking up uh, Indigenous comedians, and ended up finding her and reaching her through through that way. And this is her first film, and she's incredible. I really really uh, see her going far in this industry she's just the right mix of like beautiful and like hilarious and she can just emote so beautifully you feel so much for her when she's crying on screen and she's just she was she was such a fine she's she's such a great person as well and she'll be at the screening um in Halifax at our Canadian premiere all right and you also have Lauren Cardinal on the cast. Uh, he was in a theater project in Calgary a few years ago. Right. Yeah, Lauren is such a treat to work with. He's uh, He plays uh, Beck's father, Dakota's screen dad, and he is just a dream to work with. I worked with him on my first feature film, and he's definitely as funny in real life as you see him, um, like on Corner Gas. He's such a such a hilarious character on Corner Gas. Um, I definitely binge watched all of that. Um, but he's a really amazing team player and such a gentleman. Like in my in my first film, it was actually a really physically grueling film, and he he had to paddle a kayak every day, and like he really helped us. Like uh, we were a really small crew then. He helped us like move equipment and move the boats, and like he was he was always there to help me with the younger actors and sort of keep them keep them on their toes and, and whatnot. I just, I love working with Lauren. He's, he's just uh, got this incredible technical skill and um, I really hope to see more of him. All right. And that leads to my other question. Where was the film, uh, film, uh, where was that film? We shot entirely in Six Nations, which is um, indigenous community outside of Toronto. It's like an hour and a half Southwest of Toronto. And um, it's the largest reserve in Canada in terms of population. There's about 12 or 13,000 people who live here, I believe. And there's um, six different nations. So Mohawk, Cayuga, Seneca, Onondaga, um, Tuscarora, and Oneida. And um, this story focuses on one Mohawk family and features um, the spirit of Tom Longboat, who is a real life marathon runner. And he was an Onondaga uh, Wolf Clan person from Six Nations. And he won the 1907 Boston Marathon and still continues to be a really uh, important sports figure and hero to our people today. And so what were the challenges of making the film? Um, you know, there's always never enough time. There's never enough money um, when you're making low budget films in Canada. Um, but um, I think one of the challenges we had was just like finding ways to connect with um, the spirit of running. Um, it's 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 hard to film running, especially on a on a low budget like this. It's actually was really strange to me how it's physically very the most difficult physical thing to film war feet running on the ground. Um, you, you, you that was that was really hard. But we had a um, 
a really amazing crew who just like gave it their all. And my cinematographer, Justin Black, um, he wore the camera on his body like all day, every day, basically, and was just like a machine with a heart of gold. It's hers. It's his hers. His first. Uh, feature film that he um, was the director of photography on. And uh, I was so lucky to have him on board. It just, I feel like the film looks really beautiful and he he managed to capture how beautiful um, our territory is here. I'm really proud of how pretty it is. And uh, what is it about the sport of running that uh, attracted to you, uh, to the sport, I guess, yeah. Um, I had a friend who ran the Vancouver Marathon and he had this incredible story and I of transformation, you know, getting out of this like sort of darkness that he was living through in his life. And he ended up having this incredible physical transformation and became a very like, physically healthy person um, when he really struggled with his health prior to taking up running. But I got to go watch him at the marathon and watched him finish at the finish line. And while waiting for him, I was just so astonished at how emotionally powerful it was to watch people I didn't even know cross the finish line at a marathon. And I thought, and I cried, I cried so much <laughs> watching all these people cross the finish line. I saw, I saw a quadruple amputee cross the finish line at a marathon and it just blew my mind. I saw people of all shapes and sizes and ages. I was really blown away by like what I thought a runner looked like. You know, there was all kinds of people who were crossing that finish line. And so I was really inspired by running, um, by just what a transformation that people can make spiritually and physically in their lives to really just um, grab life by the horns you know and so I that's what I really wanted for this person in this story because running in six nations used to be such a thing you know back before we had cars you know everybody ran everywhere to get places and we live in such a different life now we're much less connected physically to the earth because we hardly ever have our feet on it anymore you know we're riding around in cars and it was really um important to me to connect the concept of land with language and uh, via running. And that's, um, that's what this story ultimately is about, is about really connecting to the most important things in life. All right, I guess that's it for me today. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about the film and also where it will be shown after the Calgary International Film Festival? Um, after Calgary, um, we're going to be playing at Imaginative Film Festival, which is uh, online this year because of COVID, um, but Imaginative is in Toronto. And then there's some more Canadian film festivals coming, and uh, which haven't been announced yet, but we, <laughs> we know, so you sort of have to keep your ear to the ground on social media mainly. Um, and we're picked up by Level. So Level is our Canadian distributor, and we hope to have our theatrical release in the spring. So you'll be able to watch it at a theater near you <laughs> in 2022. After Oscar season and all that jazz, it's tough to compete. Um, but spring is a good time for a film like this. So.
My name is Jenny for ArtsLink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Kauai. Today we're here to talk about the short film Mean Hakim. So I guess introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is uh, Asim Overstands and I am a first-time filmmaker, I guess. I, I came from taking photos on Instagram to going to... I guess, taking portraits of people with a real camera, and then I started doing music videos, and now I have a film in Calgary Film Fest, which is awesome. All right. Yeah. And so uh, what was it like starting out as a new filmmaker? I mean, coming from the music world, um, I was producing those music videos, so that translated pretty easy to movies. It's just instead of a one-day shoot, you're doing for three days. So uh, that, that seemed like a thing, but then uh, it's to work with a bigger team that's the biggest challenge, I believe. All right. Yeah, you go from having to have gaffers and grips and I have to learn this whole new language. I'm like, what sound guy? What are we talking about? Who, who do I talk to? What's their day rate? All these kind of things. So after going through this process, it, uh, it, uh, now I understand why budgets are so crazy on movies. All right. Yeah. And so uh, tell me why you chose the subject of Mean Hakim. Yeah, Mean Hakim came from uh, a friend and a collaborator on this film, uh, Vince Raquel. And he'd have a relationship with Hakim for a long time. And he mentioned about his story being super unique and that he was on the rise, on the come up in mixed martial arts. And we met for a coffee and his story was so interesting that I, I had to tell it along with, my, with Vince and uh, Evan Bork. So it's a six-minute film. How did you boil down his uh, entire like lifespan down to like six minutes? Yeah, no kidding, right? That's the biggest challenge. Um, with COVID, we had 27 scenes booked to shoot pre-COVID. And when COVID happened, we had to cut, I think, 11 of them because we couldn't enter into like the... Avenue 15, where he spent some time as a youth, and uh, the youth jail, I think it's right outside of uh, Royal Oak. There's like a facility that he spent time in, and uh, we had spoke to them, and they said, hey, you can come and shoot anytime you want, no problem. Time comes to roll, COVID, we're deep in COVID, we're out of the first uh, quarantine, and uh, uh they pulled the plug on us shooting there, so we had to just cut as, so much footage and so much uh, uh, amazing locations that would have told a little bit more of a story. But with this, uh, we decided to pace it out. It should be like a ride for our uh, our viewers, our audience. And what made uh, me and Hakim uh, want to be part of this film? Uh, I think he trusted Vince, and he trusted myself. We had a meeting with him, I'd taken his photo before, like portraits, and sent it to him. And I'd, I've worked with quite a few people in the industry here in Calgary. So I was, uh, I guess he kind of knew of me through Vince. And he was just sitting down, talking, eating, breaking some bread, and, and just chatting what we could do to, like, tell the story. Okay. Yeah. And I guess, um, uh, were you into mixed martial arts before you started this film? Uh I started loving boxing and uh, Floyd Mayweather when he was pretty boy Floyd. This was in his early days. And uh, 
there was this Prince, Prince Nassim guy from England that he was such a showboat. He's like a mini version of Muhammad Ali. Many years later, though, and he hooked me on. And then I, then you learn about boxing and the technique, and I took some lessons, and you realize how crazy the jump is from boxing to mixed martial arts due to the amount of disciplines that you have to at least be knowledgeable in so you don't get you know, your face break broken by a kick or mm. tapped out by a submission from like judo or whatever. And uh, uh, so then, yeah, and then that led into mixed martial arts for sure. Okay. Yeah. And I guess, um, so how did you cast your film? How did we cast our film? We cast it uh, via Instagram, you know, the new age. And uh, um, I put a call out there and... Uh, our makeup artist, uh, her name is Megan Jackson. I've worked with her on many of my projects. She comes on. She said she knew of a girl who's a of a girl. Uh, her friend Natasha, whose kid would be perfect for the role. Uh, I showed him. I showed her photos of his youth, and they like perfectly matched as uh, skin tone wise. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, that's our first. Like, let's try to be as real as possible. To match the kid and then the uh teenager came from megan as well and she i think she her partner has a dance crew called ill effects and this kid named yakuba came from like he was just a kid who would dance with them and uh he i guess expressed that he wanted to try acting so again two for two from megan and so uh this uh, interview will broadcast after the film festival cool, so what cool. <laughs> Where will the film go after that? Um, we're going to Edmonton Short Film Festival. Um, we applied for Atlanta, London, uh, a bunch of other ones. So right now we're just doing the film circuit. This is my first time around, so I was just like, oh, what's this film? Freeway.com. What is this? Oh, there's so many, so many film festivals all over the world, and they specialize in this kind. They specialize in that. So, yeah. And so, uh, are you interested in doing more profiles of martial artists? Uh, I'm going, I just wrote a love story, actually, and uh, I'm going to be shooting that in a month. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's my next project. Okay. Yeah. Thanks very much for your time today. Hello. Hi. So I guess uh, uh, my name is Jenny, and I host a show called Arslink, which airs uh, every first Monday of the month on CJSW Radio in Calgary. And so today I'm joined by Daniel and Theresa of uh, the movie Drink Water. And so welcome both of you. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> and so I guess... Um, uh, I guess uh, starting with uh, Lorisa, uh, please uh, introduce yourself and tell me uh, uh, something about you. Yeah. Oh, something about me. Oh my gosh, pressure. Um, hi, I'm Lorisa Tronco. I am a Canadian Filipino. I was born to Filipino immigrants, um, and I'm very grateful to be um, part of Drinkwater. It was a film that we were able to uh, film during um, 
the pandemic was actually the first film I got back into uh, since the pandemic hit. And it was such a beautiful experience, probably one of the best experiences um, I had, especially for this uh, crazy year. So I'm very grateful and really happy to be here. All right. Uh, next is Daniel Doheny. Uh, I guess uh, introduce yourself and tell me something about you. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel. That was a great answer, Louisa. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm not going to be as pro as you. I'm t- I know now if we do any more interviews. Uh, I'm excited about being in Calgary uh, tomorrow. We're going tomorrow. Yes. I'm excited, I'm excited to be there. All right. I guess uh, tell us uh, what the movie is about. Uh, Louisa? You want to take this one? Okay. Part? Sure, I can take this one. Yeah. Um, um, well, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's mostly about a kid named Mike and a kid named Wallace, who Louisa plays, and um, it's kind of our relationships and our. We kind of live in a small Canadian town, and yeah, just it's sort of more just about our relationship and kind of our struggles with our kind of have two different struggles going on and we just kind of meet each other and help each other out. Uh, I guess uh, tell me more about your character, uh, Daniel. Um, yeah, I mean, my, uh, sure. My character's name's Mike um, and uh, he kind of gets coaxed into, um, into participating in this uh, big race, in this big marathon race. I guess that's kind of the main plot of the movie. Um, even though he doesn't really want to be a track star or anything, he sort of uh, ends up wanting to prove himself, prove to himself that he can kind of do something with his life. So he enters this this big uh, this big race, and uh, he's kind of a weirdo, I guess. Okay, and I guess uh, an adorable weirdo. weirdo. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, tell me more about Wallace, uh, Louisa. Sure, um, Wallace is a high school student um, who moves uh, from the big city. She moves from uh, New York and um, she moves into Penticton, BC after um, her mom passes away. And so she gets taken in by her grandparents and she's quite removed from them. She hasn't really had a huge connection with them. And so she's sort of this fish out of water in this new small town and that's why she befriends Mike because they both kind of feel like outsiders in this small town and they create a friendship and she secretly wants it to become something more. Um, and that's sort of where their journey takes them together. Okay. And so what was it like filming this uh, movie? You said it was the first one um, during the pandemic. And so, yeah. Yeah, um, of course, the the pandemic was very unexpected. And mm, I don't think a lot of people knew what was going on, especially with the film industry. But um, it was a really small crew. Uh, Great director Stephen Campanelli uh, jumped on. And, um, you know, I was sort of thinking about it, especially because the premiere is coming up of all these pieces sort of fell into place that I don't necessarily know whether or not it would have happened if not for the pandemic. Um, We had a lot of amazing actors involved, um, Eric McCormack, and of course our director, Stephen Campanelli is 
um, a vet in this industry. Um, and so a lot of great people, even the crew, my gosh, we had an amazing crew, probably the best crew I have ever worked with. Um, I think Daniel and I talked about that a lot. And so, um, for us in that regard, I think it was like a blessing in disguise because a lot of these people, um, who's very well experienced, I don't think would have, um, been involved if not of the pandemic. Um, and it was definitely like a bright light in a pretty dark year, I would say for myself anyway, and working with Daniel was pretty okay. So wasn't too bad to work with him either. And so Daniel, how do you get involved in acting? Um, I guess I've been doing it kind of most of my life. I mean, um, I started acting just in elementary school, just with my friends and then kept doing it in high school. Um, and then I went to film school to be a filmmaker, but I didn't really like it. So then I, 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 did, I didn't like the school. So then I dropped out and I didn't really know what to do with my life. So I just figured I'd go to acting school just because I thought if anything, it would be a fun three years. Uh, I wasn't really planning on becoming an actor necessarily, but um, then people started hiring me. So that's kind of how I got involved. <laughs> okay. Uh, same question to you, Louisa. Oh, um, I don't know if there was like any specific moment that I decided to be an actor. I think performing was sort of a part of my life um, always in some regard. Like I, I would sing and dance all the time at home and uh, my mom probably wanted to keep me out of trouble. So she started off uh, with, you know, taking me to lessons and stuff like that. But um, when I graduated high school, I guess I sort of asked myself, what I really wanted to do. And when I found out that, you know, acting was a real career, that's what I sort of uh, zoned into. I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to do because it makes me happy and I might as well give it a shot and see what happens. And here I am still doing it. <laughs> and I guess, um, uh, what was it like working with Eric McCormick, who is known for Will and Grace? Uh, Daniel? Um, yeah, it was really fun. Um, he's a great guy. Um, we had a great time acting together. He, he's a great actor. He's really responsive, fun actor to work with. He always comes up with uh, nice ideas and nice offers to bring. Um, and he's just a total pro and just a completely, extremely nice person. So I had, I had a blast working with Eric. It was really fun. And what about you, uh, Lorisa? Uh, ditto he was really funny he would say he would improv a couple lines and I would have to stop myself from laughing. same with Daniel though both of them were so funny and I probably ruined a lot of takes from laughing but um yeah he was fantastic very professional amazing um and just overall a really great guy and I guess uh uh what movies recently you've enjoyed recently uh Daniel what movies have I seen that I've enjoyed? Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw The Green Knight recently. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I was kind of medium on it, but I liked it. <laughs> and I also saw um, M. Night Shyamalan's Old. And I actually uh, liked that movie. I thought it was pretty good. I have pretty right. low expectations for M. Night Shyamalan movies, but it was actually pretty good. And what about you, Louisa? Um, I just recently saw Shang-Chi, 
which I really, really loved. The first um, Asian Marvel superhero. So that, I thought that was pretty amazing. And I just saw Respect, um, the movie about Aretha Franklin, um, played by Jennifer Hudson. I thought that was really cool. And I learned a lot about her. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for me for questions. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about the movie and where it can be seen after the Calgary International Film Festival? You got it, Larisa. I got it. <laughs> um, I actually, I, right now, it is making the festival rounds. I don't know if we're allowed to announce what comes after it yet, um, but we're very excited to be in Calgary, and we hope we can share more information after. Hi, this is Jenny. The song you've heard throughout the show is called Lentil Shanklet by Isaac Joel. Thank you for listening to the October episode of Arslink. I'm already thinking about November when we'll hopefully hear back from the theater community in Calgary. Arslink will also be back on air again in October for the annual Funding Drive show. Alright, that's it for me this month. My name is Jenny Kwong. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you again next time.